biscuits from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee Farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee Farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee Farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee Farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today we are setting the table in Nashville, Tennessee at 6th and Peabody, Old Smoky Distillery. It's a business created by husband and wife team and Sevier County, Tennessee natives, Jesse and Joe Baker. This is the same couple that created Old Smoky Moonshine in Gatlinburg, Tennessee and Yeehaw Brewery in Johnson City, Tennessee. Jesse, who's the woman behind these businesses, has a cookbook called Shining Old Smoky Family Cookbook, and that is our main topic on today's program. We'll also hear about their Tennessee family roots, Jesse's thoughts on how she feeds her family, her chicken and dumplings with her own special twist, and a moonshine concoction perfect for holiday gatherings. Thank you so much for tuning in today at our big Tennessee table. I sure appreciate your good company. Sixth and Peabody is a really interesting business. This is the couple's newest business, and it's a mix of Old Smoky Moonshine Distillery and Yeehaw Brewery. They wanted to build a business where everybody felt comfortable and where you would feel comfortable taking your kids. And outside is a courtyard with the Prince's Hot Chicken food truck sitting out there. Now, Prince's Hot Chicken's the original Nashville hot chicken, a shiny Airstream camper, uh, vintage arcade games, moonshine still, and you can look in the window to big vats of beer being brewed there. They've got a place to shoot baskets and play outdoor games, a performance area where they have gospel music on Sundays, and just, like I said, a real comfortable feeling to the air. And that is the place where we recorded this show. And I just wanted to include a little note that they do not advertise on this show. I'm featuring them today because this is a really good cookbook. They're Severe County natives. They employ hundreds of Tennessee people, and they're an important part of our agricultural community through distilling. Is 
godmother of Princess on Chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm, t- I'm checking in as a royalty right there. <laughs> Good to meet you. I do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm supposed to interview Jesse. Well, Joe and Jesse, y'all started dating when you're 14 and you're high school sweethearts. I love that. Did you both grow up in Gatlinburg? We did. And so I grew up, I would say, more in Gatlinburg. Um, and Joe grew up more in Pigeon Forge, right? Yeah, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. And Gatlinburg yeah. I went to school in both and mm-hmm. my, went to church in Gatlinburg and but it's hard. lived in Pigeon Forge. I have a, a lot of really young memories in Sevierville, too, because my dad was a judge and he used to work at the courthouse. And when I was tiny and didn't want to go to preschool, he would let me go with him and sit under the bench. And the hole underneath of the bench used to be covered in my doodles. Because <laughs> I would sit under there and scratch and draw while he heard <laughs> cases and plea deals. But yes, so mostly I grew up in, in Gatlinburg, though. And uh, what a special town that was. Yes. So. Well, and it sure has grown a lot um, since that we were kids. You know, that was our big thing to do. We all go up to the Space Needle. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. Go to the Old Smoky Candy Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea when I first heard about your cookbook that we're talking about today, Shining, the Old Smoky Family Cookbook. I had no idea until I started looking about stories about you that your grandparents started that old smoky candy kitchen. Yeah, so their story's interesting. They they were both from New Jersey and came down kind of seeking. I don't know that they intended to become wealthy. They just intended to kind of make it. Like they were, mm-hmm. they had gone through the, I guess the Great Depression and their families were not, you know, thriving. And mm-hmm. so they got together, married, and then just kind of traveled south and kept trying different businesses and living in different towns until they found something that worked. And my grandfather was actually, a he did some kind of janitorial service at the children's home in Sevierville. Um, yes. While, I don't know what my grandmother was doing at that time, but they ultimately opened Old Smoky Candy Kitchen in 1950 in Gatlinburg, right there on the main drag, which of course then was, I mean, I think it was a dirt road from the pictures. It was barely, definitely wasn't even chip and tar. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was, it didn't look like anything like it looked like today. And it was a shack. It was a little shack and they, he, but my grandfather had gone down to Florida or maybe it was from New Jersey. I think that he had had the saltwater taffy idea but didn't he buy the machine the taffy machine in florida and then um anyway yeah and started making taffy and the rest is really history their story is took off and lots of hard work you know it's you can't gloss over that but Mm -hmm. they made uh just such a impression i think on on the community the business community well listeners from the area of east tennessee I think we all have just this soft spot for the old smoky candy kitchen because the way you can look in the window and see the the taffy being rolled and it's all so clean and where jesse's family moved in um, to the county in the 40s my family moved in to the county in about the in the late 1700s so we're from severe county i am from severe from from now my granddad uh-huh. came he moved to uh, um, to Sevier County after World War II. As he came back from World War II, he stopped in Sevier County and saw my memo and decided <laughs> he would stay. <laughs> so I think it's, but, but so the Baker name is actually uh, 
from my granddad that, that moved into Sevier County, but my, all of my family, other than him, have been there for a long, long time. You know, when you talk about being good at business, I think Jesse and I, we, we really, the, our greatest joy is in the creation of a business mm -hmm. and, and not only a product that we can be proud of, but also the, um, the jobs and the mm -hmm. people that, that we affect. I, I think that we, we've gone from having two or three employees right. to you know, six, seven hundred. And to know that you're making an impact in their lives in a positive yes. way, that's, I think that's the best For sure. part of business I for think us. you're right. But it, it is, you know, it's exciting to create a new product. But I think that's, I think the, everything that comes with business, mm -hmm. it's hard. You can't accomplish a lot without a plan. I, I believe that. I, I think know. that's important. Mm -hmm. But I think that you also have to be willing, to a large extent, to fly by the seat of your pants. Right? And, and you're better at that, Joe. Well, and, and I, I think I we balance in that. Right? Yeah. I mean, we do because... Jesse's good at planning. <laughs> I've, I've never known a plan. <laughs> You still in. Well, we're good at dividing and conquering, and uh -huh. I don't know. I I do most things at home, but I'm not a morning person. And Joe makes a mean breakfast coffee. <laughs> so we I'm kidding, but we do divide and conquer in that sense on every level. I feel like, don't you? So. Yes, we're, we're lucky. It, you know, I think it's so often it's kind of weird that we dated since Jesse was. 14, freshman in, freshman high in high school. That's so, the sweetest thing. <laughs> but I, I think that we are. That's probably why we're good friends too. Yes. We're best friends yeah. first. I think it's it's we're lucky. I think in that regard for sure. But it's uh, Jesse. Jesse doesn't take enough credit. I think that that's the mm -hmm. you know it, without a doubt without her the wheels come off. Oh well. In everything. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it, not just the house but business and, and I think that. You know, my, I get so scatterbrained on things, and she's she's good at having focus and, and keeping things real. So. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and my guests today are Jesse and Joe Baker, owners and creators of Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Brewery, and Sixth and Peabody. And today I'm featuring Jesse's cookbook, Shining, Old Smoky Family Cookbook. Let's hear more from Jessie and Joe about her cooking style, her cookbook, her chicken and dumplings with her own special twist, and a moonshine concoction that just might be the thing for your next gathering. I've always believed with food that if you're eating whole foods, real foods, real butter, that um, as long as you're not kind of overeating, it's, it's, it's all good in moderation and in proportion um, to the rest of your diet. And I, it's all fresh and pure and, and real, just like the mountains where, you know, we came from. And I wanted it to be true to Appalachia and true to our brand and our business and true to what we eat and do at home. So while we don't eat like moonshine chili every day we certainly take it to parties or to a tailgate um, mm -hmm. I do love to make the moonshine chicken at home for the kids and and they really get a kick out of that so it's funny we do and we don't have a moonshine cocktail every night we do drink our beer a lot but <laughs> <laughs> but I really tried to tell our story our moonshine story in the book and also a little bit about the history of moonshine in Appalachia and and how it kind of moved through time and how then we got into it in Gatlinburg so 
It's such a lovely book. Well, thank you so much. So You've got your family in it, your grandparents, and all the stories you were just telling me. And also, really good, functional recipes. I mean, I feel like I could really make these things. And um, it's always a little intimidating to see if mine will turn out. And it feels like I... I might could do this. I think so. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of, I certainly tested these recipes a lot mm-hmm. of times, and I am not a classically trained chef, which, mm-hmm. which to me, maybe that makes these recipes a little more approachable, you mm-hmm. know, because when I was doing them and testing them, and I feel like they're all very approachable, and they're certainly, they're not all easy, but they're not hard, mm-hmm. you know, like if you have the time to, to do it, I think totally possible (laughs) it's not gonna scare you out of the kitchen so and I I feel like you'll be happy with the result they taste really good when they're finished one that really caught my eye and I was reading that it's your husband Joe's one of his favorites is the chicken and dumplings yes and I love the fact that you use cornmeal in your dumplings I love cornmeal and I use it in a lot of things that that I think might be unexpected but mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a thickener. I like to use even the masa flour in yes. the in, in the broth sometimes just mm-hmm. to thicken it but I use actual real like medium stone ground kind of cornmeal in the dumplings and it just makes them a little grittier and not quite so refined as the white flour dumplings yes, and to ma'am. me it's a more rustic bowl of kind of it makes it a little bit more like a stew in what you're getting um i like to add a lot of extra vegetables and herbs just because for our family my kids like flavor and and they like when things just taste richer i would say and so for me that that was kind of it i I just i love i love the rusticity that cornmeal adds to dumplings and to me it makes them be a little lighter and fluffier too because some of the flour dumplings can get really dense and heavy so yes they too too sticky sticky exactly so yeah joe um what's your favorite thing about these chicken and dumplings oh gosh i i have i've been a a sucker for chicken and dumplings since i was a kid but it's a uh, yeah i think jesse and i I may say the wrong thing about the way that they're cooked, but one thing that, that she does with all of anything that's soupy at our house starts with a, a bone broth that she makes. And so I think that that's the kind of stuff that, that I think makes the big difference. And, and I know I, I love to just drink the bone broth when we, when, when, when we make it. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no we, the royal we. That, <laughs> that, uh, I think um, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I like that everything that she makes is is clean. If that's a, a, a mm-hmm. fair term, I think that it's all it's all delicious, but it's also it's real. I think that's what yeah, he means when it, he's saying clean. It's just I, there's no real shortcuts. No, you know. she does it the hard way, but I, it, it's you know we're the beneficiaries of it. I, Jesse has always enjoyed cooking, and uh, I think that one Christmas I bought her was it, a it was a five-day boot camp a boot yep. camp at the culinary institute of america well and it was it was, it was selfish five days in like my mecca it, it was, was pretty like awesome harry potter for food really it was like it, it, the cafeteria was like hogwarts it was amazing it was the coolest place i've ever i thought it was amazing we i think that really is when you took cooking to uh think from there you really well, I had a couple I remember I had a couple teachers and then co-students who said you should like you're really good at this you should come back and like actually go to school which I've never gotten to do but again that was one of the things I would totally go to culinary school one day I love it and and I mean I've been fine not having that degree but just 
just five days of experiencing other people who pursue that same passion really inspired me and, mm-hmm. and really showed me that uh, it's something that I not just have a love for, but I think I actually, you know, had a, had a taste for, had a palate for, and really um, encouraged me in that sense. So, well, Like even last mm-hmm. night we were making, again, we, we weren't. It was <laughs> Jesse had, had pulled chicken and, and we were having uh, uh, salads, simple dinner, but we were having salads with chicken. It was late, we got in late, and I was just going to put some olive oil and vinegar on my salad. And she's over there at the at the sink uh, pressing garlic and making a salad dressing. And we don't ever eat salad dressing from a bottle. It's usually from a, a mason jar that she mixes it up. And, and that I think that that, uh, that kind of stuff is, is you know, we're, we're lucky at our house to eat that. And, and mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of that in the, some of the recipes in the book I think that those are things that she really these aren't recipes that she just plucked out of thin air and I think they're, they're a lot they're, of them a, we a lot, of them, yeah, a lot of them are meaningful to our family tried and true mm-hmm. they, yeah. they, it feels that way when I went to yes. it and it's um, it was really enjoyable to read this cookbook well thank you thank Absolutely. you thank you so much it was it was a labor of love I didn't really I, I hired a friend of mine and one of the original Old Smoky employees to help me test recipes. Oh. But that was the only other person that really mm-hmm. had her hands on the on the on the food, if you will, you yes. know. And mm-hmm. I just wanted somebody else other than me to try to make them and say that's crazy or that works well or whatever. Did you share kind of one of your favorite moonshine cocktails you might know? I think the best one for a hot summer day is either the beer Shinerita, which I tried to combine our Yeehaw beer, and I would use a cerveza with the a flavored moonshine that's popular, which is the, the margarita moonshine. Or you can do it with corn whiskey, whatever. You can, you can do it a lot of different ways. Um, but that one is one of my favorites for a hot day. I think people like probably better than that, the blackberry lemonade, which I put in the book, but it's also something that we serve here in Nashville. We do it everywhere. It's a, it's a very popular one. So That's the one I was going to say. Yeah, that, I think that, that one's that's more all, popular. When you make that. I like a margarita better. But... but most people prefer blackberry lemonade. So the crowd pleaser. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's just pretty in that little. Your photography is really beautiful, and that was amazing. Know. I have to give a shout out to Angie Mosier. I think she's from Maryville. Considers herself a Maryville girl, but no she's kidding. lived in Atlanta for twenty something years. And I oh, mean, I she that. knocked my socks off. I love Angie. And I love and one of my favorite things is the fact that you have at the beginning of chapters, um, lyrics, and then the name of the person that performed yes. the song. Mm-hmm. But the reason we did the songs before the chapters is because music for us has been really, I mean, it is the soundtrack to your life. And, and Joe has been so into music and all of all kinds. And I feel like I really started loving music when we got together and started listening to music in high school because my dad always loved it and always played guitar but I didn't listen to as much variation until Joe and I got older and for me the music of Tennessee really runs the gamut and spans such a wide um, variety mm-hmm. and it's so culturally significant and it means so much to our area and so the lyrics I chose I feel like they honor Gatlinburg, they honor Appalachia, they honor food, they honor you know, uh, uh, and and I hope hope they honor the the people who wrote the songs and performed the songs as well because I really I just feel like 
you can't really think about Appalachia, Gatlinburg, the Smoky Mountains, without thinking about Dolly Parton, without thinking about Moonshine, without thinking about, you know, some of these people, like, without thinking about the song Rocky Top. Yes. And, without, and so to me, it was really essential to bring that all together mm-hmm. um, and list it. Right, and I think that, that that's, again, it's not a, where I said that the recipes that Jesse has in the books, they're, you know, they're, they're real and, and we we benefit from them and she cooks them all the time but the I think the music too these are not songs that just you didn't pick them out of just nowhere Those, they're, oh, they're gosh, all no. they're, yeah. they have some meaning or significance in our mm-hmm. our lives whether even if it's just that we just happen to yeah. like that particular song so yeah it, it's uh to, to and for somebody, I, you know, the one, the the Smoky Mountain Memories keeps calling me home. To be from there, but to not live there, I loved putting that one towards the front of the book because it's where I consider home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that is definitely home for me. And I don't. I, I just feel honored to be able to highlight the area and and the lyrics of. I, I feel like it's been, for me, everything I could have ever wanted, you know, and I wrote it to really help our kids memorialize just our moonshine business and, and, you know, the kind of things that we do and go through on a day-to-day basis, the meals they were eating at this time in their life and the everything like that. And so I feel like it's really, it's a, a snippet into where we are right now in our lives and I love that they have it as a tangible expression of that so most of us have a memory but not a tangible item right right from a slice of our life sure that's what a gift yeah I, I, I hope so I think so now at the end of my show I always close with a gospel number usually bluegrass or mountain yeah. song some of some sort and um, if you had to pick a a gospel song what would you pick probably I'll fly away would be my I, I think that one it, I Amazing love Grace. I was gonna say I mean yeah it's just this is your thing I'm no I should but keep, you love I'll fly I think away. Uh, I love uncloudy day by Willie Nelson we so. used to sing Amazing Grace with my dad on the guitar um, he plays guitar and used to love to sing that so either I mean but any of those like well, I don't or care. I, I think that if you're talking about stuff that we sing yeah um, uh, will the circle be unbroken? I think that that is. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. when we when we're playing with your dad. We always. Okay. Yeah. That's a fun one that we always. That is a good one. See, it's um, I, I my um, um, my mom was uh, the youngest is the youngest of fifteen, and um, they sang what, the what? sisters sang. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh they, gosh. And I've yes. got recordings of of them because they used to they used to travel around to churches and sing. Really? She was little. My 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 papa on my mom's side, he was directing the choir when he died. He had a heart attack and died in church. And they uh, but singing was like their that was their life. Their life was singing. Oh, Just mountain goodness. people, mountain music, and, and I, I they, the uh, so gospel music is uh, is a, a real. It's a that's one of my special places, and I think that mm-hmm. here we 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 started um, at this property a little show on Sundays, and and it's called the Gospel Bird Jubilee, and uh, so we do uh, we do gospel music on Sundays. Uh, it's a time you know, we, we we both. I grew up going to church quite a bit, and, and Jesse's family they went, went to the Baptist church in in Gatlinburg, and um, we. 
we just believe that you can have church in a lot of different places and and so it's the gospel bird jubilee is a our effort to give people a positive message and so what if they're drinking beer or moonshine while they're listening to it it's a it's a it's a, a chance to touch people and, and, to, and to give some offer some inspiration and, and so we do that every Sunday here on the property and and the reason we called it the gospel bird is because the prince's family they do make the fried chicken for us and, and I, I think even my my mom's family they, they always had uh, chicken on Sundays so it's it's just it's a, another example of how our families, the, the Prince's family and, and our family, are, are connected because that, uh, you know, people generally ate beans and potatoes through the week, and they on Sundays they got that fancy meal and they had their chicken, and, and, and so that it's it's fun to be able to have that gospel music here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny you ask about that gospel. Yeah. Yeah. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and my guests today have been Jesse and Joe Baker, owners and creators of Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Brewery, and Sixth and Peabody. And today we've been featuring Jesse's new cookbook, Shining, Old Smoky Family Cookbook. It's easy to find this cookbook in time for Christmas from Jesse's website, jessieshines.com, and she spells her name J-E-S-S-I. In addition, I've placed links to where to find this book, their businesses, all of my guests and recipes, and the download tab of the podcast of the show, always at TennesseeFarmTable.com. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the program today, and I'd love to invite you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and through my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd just love to hear about your farm, recipes, or just to say hello and connect. Our theme song was written by myself and musically arranged and performed by Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And if I remember correctly, I think she recorded that from me when she was just nine years old. I think she's 15 now. She's got a new album called Family Wars, and it is really good. More information at TheEmmySunshine.com, and she spells that E-M-I. I hope you have a really good week, and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.